Welcome everybody to episode 14 of Talkin' Schmodown. We got a great episode today, so I'm excited to get into it. We had a couple of real fun matches this week. We had uh, Inky and the Brain, uh, Rachel Silvestrini and uh, Devon Stewart versus the Movie Guys, a new team of uh, Paul Preston and Adam Witt, as well as the grudge match between Janine the Machine and Stacy Howard. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and enjoy the ride, because we are talking Schmodown. Alright everybody, how are you this week? I am Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog, here to bring you another episode of Talkin' Schmodown, and I am excited to do so. I'm going to jump into some news as usual. Uh, So this past week, the Movie Trivia Schmodown Patreon uh, will be getting a bit of an overhaul, uh, with some of their tier descriptions being updated, so keep an eye on that. Also, the AMAs and the player commentaries may not be every month anymore. This is one is one of the changes that is coming to the Patreon. Uh, instead, they'll be uh, pretty much on a when they're able to produce them kind of schedule. As they said in their announcement, uh, they are a small team and they can only do so much. So uh, currently, the, the past month's uh, AMA and player commentaries have not uh, been released yet. So, you know, that kind of thing happens. They're more focused on, you know, getting the matches out and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but they do want to make sure that they are bringing the, the, you know, all this, the extra content to their patrons. So it will still happen. It just may not happen on a regular um, monthly schedule, which is one of the reasons why they are updating uh, the tier description. So, like I said, go and check those out. Make sure you know exactly what your current tier uh, will provide and uh, if if you are thinking of upgrading what those tiers will provide as well uh, a, a kind of a big piece of news the Kevin Smets uh, Hector Navarro match is officially happening after some back and forth on Twitter Emma Fife has officially sanctioned this match uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. It will happen sometime in May, so I am really looking forward to seeing Hector come back, come out of retirement, and take on the Smasher Kevin Smets. Uh, he's been dominating uh, his the two matches that he's been in so far. So I, I I'm really excited to see uh, this this one. See if Hector still has it, uh, or if Smets will continue on this smashing spree. Also, William Bibiani finally has some t-shirts. So go and uh, pick one up. Uh, one of them, I believe, says Still Standing, which I thought was really cool. And the other one uh, is like an image uh, of of the Beast uh, and then a big number one because he was uh, the, the number one entrance at the free-for-all. I still think that uh, either of those two shirts 
should have, uh, maybe on the back, have the 4XXXX from when he cleared the table at the free-for-all. Or the 4XXXX should have its own shirt, the way that Mark and Draco had one for his uh, XX5XX when he did it. So I really think that would be uh, quite awesome and would definitely buy that. But either way, go and purchase some William Bibiani uh, t-shirts. He finally got has them. Show the support. Show uh, Christian that you know it wasn't a mistake to give Bib some shirts. So get out there. Hop on. I think it's tpublic.com and uh, buy some shirts from uh, for the William Bibiani. Let's get this going. Uh, one last thing in the news, there's also an amazing article up on TriviaSD.com that you, you need to go check out. It's from Janine the Machine. It says part It was part of her uh, Machine Mondays series that she does, and it's titled Part of the Story. Um, it kind of details her uh, kind of rise into the schmodown and, and the, the struggles that have taken place and, and kind of like what it, what it's been like. You know, being a minority in this uh, predominantly white male league. So uh, it, it's a powerful, moving, thought-provoking article that I really do think everybody needs to read. So hop on over to TriviaSD.com and check out Janine's uh, article over there. All right, so... Heading into uh, some more Schmodown stuff, we have Inside Schmodown with Tom Dagnino this week. Uh, it was at, released on April Fool's Day, which I thought was pretty appropriate for someone like Tom Dagnino. I thought that was that was quite entertaining. Um, he talks a bit about his career, why he kind of moved over to the good side, I guess you could say, uh, with Who's the Boss. Um, talked about his past feud with Emma Fife and his current feud with uh, Robert Meyer Burnett. And, uh, and Andrew Guy's uh, family of faction. And speaking of Andrew Guy, he continues to call Drew uh, Lady Guy Guy. And it cracks me up every time he says it. I, I, I don't know why. It just I love it every time he says it. Dagnino is an interesting guy. He's, he's he, I don't know how else. He is an interesting character. So if you haven't watched any, you know, kind of like almost like behind the scenes stuff with him, what you see on screen is is what you get. So go and check out if you're not if you haven't been watching Inside Inside Schmodown, go and watch it. It's fantastic. It's just, it's they put it up on YouTube every Monday. So just watch it. It's not you don't have to be part of the Patreon. It's just on YouTube. Go and check out Inside Schmodown every Monday. Uh, this week uh, has John Roca, and that one's up right now. So you can also check that one out. And I'll talk about that one uh, on next week's show. Alright, so our first match. Inky and the Brain versus the Movie Guys. Uh, for the Movie Guys, this is their team debut after they made their Schmodown debuts. Both of them at the free-for-all. They did not last very long. Uh, but granted, neither did uh, Rachel and Devon, unfortunately. So we got an opening scene here. It's the Harris brothers in back talking about their uh, losses at the free-for-all. JTE comes in and challenges Jonathan Harris. Uh, he says that he and Lon should be the champs now because, uh, you know, when during the Anarchy Tournament, JTE and Lon Harris were teamed up as the evil geniuses. 
Uh, JTE got into an accident and was no longer able to compete, which is why uh, Jonathan was brought in and the Harris brothers were formed. So JTE claims that you know if if they had been able to stay together, if they if if the accident hadn't happened, if he hadn't been sidelined, they'd be the champs right now. Uh, Emma comes in to address this challenge and sets up the stipulations. So the stipulations for this match are: if JTE wins, he and Lon will team up again as the Evil Geniuses, and Jonathan will be forced to be their manager. But if Jonathan wins, he gets to pick JTE's new partner. Uh, this match is currently available to watch on Patreon for the I think yeah, since it's Tuesday, it's uh, available for all patrons, and will be available on Thursday for uh, the public on YouTube. And is I will break that match down uh, next week. So go, definitely go and check that out. Uh, so Ken Knapsack is on the desk, joined by the wonderful Danielle Radford. I love seeing her on the desk. Uh, she's got a great energy, and uh, she 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 just brings something special uh, to 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 the desk whenever she's on. I, I love seeing her there. Um, I also love that Devon pokes fun at himself and the fact that his Kingsman uh, persona was a quote unquote like a character, and it wasn't really him. He always. Kind of says, who was that guy when he comes back? I love when he does that. It's funny. He's a he's a funny guy. Um, I love his personality. And I got to say, I enjoy seeing him pop up on, um, the, I think it's, what is it, Carfax or whatever? It's, it's one of those car commercials uh, where he pops up as like a, as a, like a car. He's like the, the main guy talking uh, in one of these car commercials. It's actually really kind of funny to see uh, uh, him pop up in these commercials. So uh, one thing that I thought was pretty funny about the entrance is Inky and the Brain came out to Corruption's theme. And I was like sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute, this is Corruption's theme. What is going on? Is Mike coming on crashing this match? Like, what is going on? And then the two of them come out and they're all dressed in like black leather, like in the black leather coats and everything, just like, just like Corruption does. I'm like, what is happening right now? And then all of a sudden the music switches to Walking on Sunshine and they just start dancing. It was hilarious that they decided to uh, essentially parody Corruption and uh, poke fun at them like that. That was really fun. I really enjoyed uh, that entrance. So so let's get into this match. Uh, This was, it was kind of a lackluster first round. I'll be honest with you. Um... Three out of the four, you know, contestants didn't didn't do so hot. Both Devon and Adam only managed to get four points out of a possible eight. Rachel got five, so really, like, real, real in the middle. You know, it wasn't very good. But we did have a standout this uh, during this round, and that was Paul Preston, who managed to uh, get a perfect round and hit his bonus question for nine points during round one. This pushed the movie guys uh, into a four-point lead, ending round one, nine to 13. Th- like I said, this was a, this was an impressive run by Paul. Um, I could see him, you know, t- going on a singles run at some point. He seems to, he, he has some, not, I, yes, they do kind of falter a bit in some of the other rounds, but... Getting a perfect first round—that's that is impressive, and uh, I think he might he might actually do decent 
in, in, in a singles run. So we'll kind of see what happens uh, with, with these guys. Going into round two, the movie guys goes up first, and they spin Disney films, and they stay. Now, I got to say, this, uh, they probably should have uh, spun away, to be honest with you. They probably should have spun again. I think they were a little too too overconfident in this category. Um, Disney films is pretty broad. There are a lot of, not just animated Disney films, but there are a lot of live-action Disney films that, that can fall under this category as well. Um, so it, I, I feel like that unless it's something like Pixar, which is very s- centered on, a, on a, a certain number of films, something like you have to really know Disney films. So I, I really think that they probably should have uh, uh, spun away from this since it, it was not a good round for them. They started off strong, getting their first question right off the board for two points, but then they... All five of their other questions, they had to go to multiple choice, and only ma- managed to get three out of the five of those five correct for one point each, missing the other two and allowing uh, Inky and the Brain to steal. Uh, later on during the interviews, Rachel says, "You know, she they they knew all of the answers to these questions, so they were ready to steal all of them." So the movie guys winds up five out of a possible 12 uh, in round two with Inky in the brain getting two steals for two points total. Uh, Not very good uh, start off. It ends this portion of round two 11 to 18 in favor of the movie guys. So it's not like they're completely out of the game here or anything like that. They have a seven point lead. Luckily, Paul did so well during the first round that it allowed them a a big buffer there. So you know they they had you know they definitely had a shot, a good shot here uh, at the end of their portion of the round. Then Inky the Brain goes up and spins Spinner's Choice. It was just it was kismet, you know. And right away, Devon chooses. Will Smith, which is isn't something that you see very often. I was a little bit shocked. I was like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "Will Smith? Okay, he must really know his his Will Smith." And it started off that way. They nailed the he nailed the first three questions. Even he even said uh, that Rachel told him that they had to talk it over. He couldn't just blurt out answers, which I which is a smart you know way to play the game. I just thought it was really funny that he that he that he put that out there. But yeah, they hit their first three, two points apiece, which was great. But then they they faltered on their last three, uh, going to multiple choice all three times and missing all three times, allowing uh, the movie guys to steal two out of those three. So they, like I said, they had a strong start, but they just kind of petered out at the end, getting six out of 12 possible points with uh, the movie guys getting two steals. For two points, ending round two, uh, seventeen to twenty in favor of the movie guys. They did, you know, Inky and the Brain did close the gap by one. So instead of you know being down by four, they're down by uh, three at the end of this round, which isn't terrible, but it's not a position that really, it's not, ideally, it's not a position that you want to be in. So we get to round three, uh, Inky and the Brain is for essentially 
ends up having to answer all three of their questions first. Um, they hit their their first one for two points. Uh, they miss their three pointer, which I have a bit of a problem with this one. This, in my opinion, was not a, a three pointer. It, they it, it required them. It requ- I think it was Devon who who uh, ended up having to answer this one, and it required him to name three different films. Now, if this was a five pointer, which we'll see next, that's fine. I can I can see that. And if it was one or two of of the films, I could also see that. But being forced to name three films for a three point question and not even given. I mean, normally you're given like 20 seconds to come up with all these answers instead of the like the normal uh, 10 to to 15 or whatever it happens to be. But they, he was not given this extra time and forced to to get to try to go for three, and it's I feel like it it really threw him off. It it seemed like he, and I don't know, it really kind of bothered me. This was not a three point question, and it really bothered me a lot. Uh, especially as when they get to their five-point question, it's the same thing. Like, they're required to give three separate answers for this yet again. Um, And that, sure, that's a five-point question. But it's obviously, it's not a fucking three-point question. And it pisses me off when they do shit like that. I understand there's a lot that goes into this game. And I'm just someone sitting here talking in a microphone, and and I get that. However, when you're setting up these these files in the computer and they have these are three point questions, these are five, you need to really be diligent about what should be considered a three point question. And something that requires three answers should not be a three point question, especially when especially when there's five point questions that do the same thing. It pisses me off. Luckily, they got their five point question. Ending round three, 24, or ending this portion of round three, 24 to 20. And then we move on to the movie guys, who, unfortunately for them, don't do so hot here. They miss their two-pointer, hit their three-pointer, and it comes down to the five, and they're not able to pull it out. And the game ends 24 to 23. Inky in the brain gets their first win. Uh, they are now a one in one. Movie guys, unfortunately, lose their debut match, but you know it, it's okay. They, they'll be able to come back from that. But I was I was thrilled to see Inky and the Brain get a win uh, over here. I, I love the two of them, Rachel and uh, and uh, and Devon. They're they're both awesome. They have great personalities, and I love watching them. So uh, I'll be happy to see uh, more of them in in the future. So. Like I said, Devon, he's one of the most entertaining personalities that the Schmodown has, in my opinion. Uh, he's fantastic. And during their their exit interview, Devon throws the hammer down, challenging uh, Andrew Guy and Drew McWeeny. And Rachel's like, she doesn't want any of that. She's like, nah, how about uh, how about we work our way up? You know, how about we take on some other people? And he's adamant. He's like, he wants the family. He wants to take them down. So... We'll see what happens uh, uh, with this challenge here. Um, and during the movie guys uh, exit interview, I thought it was pretty funny. These these guys have they they do they have a real fun personality as well. 
Um, I, I dig with their vibe. I'd love to see them go up against like the Wild Berries. I think that would be like just like a fun-ass match. It'd be really good. But Paul called Jen Nancy. Der- I, I, I don't know why, but it just it, I bust out laughing when he said this. She's been called other things like Jessica and all the you know from 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 other players, but for some weird reason, when he called her Nancy, I just I, I died. I had to pause the video, and I just I was laughing so hard. It was it was it was for some weird reason super funny to me. And that about wraps up that match. So before we get into the uh, the main event, the Stacy Howard versus Janine the Machine match. Here is a word from our sponsor. Hi, everybody. This is Josh the Merc Rainer. As you know, you are listening to Talkin' Schmodown. Uh, I have another podcast out there called the DC Comics News Podcast that I produce. I am the editor-in-chief of DC Comics News, and I have decided to uh, partner the sites together for this amazing offer. If you are planning on attending a Wizard World Con uh, event in the future, I can offer you 10% off your ticket price by entering the code DCNEWS. That's D-C-N-E-W-S at checkout. Uh, and you can get 10% off your ticket price for any city that they are attending. So if you are planning to go to a Wizard World Comic Con, and you want to save a little extra money because I know those cons can be real expensive, head on over to wizardworld.com slash tickets and enter the code DCNEWS to save 10%. All right, Josh, back to you. Thanks, Josh. I hope you guys liked that word from our sponsor. And we are going to jump right into the next match, and that is Stacy Howard versus Janine the Machine. Uh, we had an opening scene here. Janine, uh, she approaches Stacy, and she wants to know why why Stacy left. Uh, Stacy says that Janine is just scared of her, uh, but Janine, she's not having any of that. She's like, I am not scared. We were a family, you know? We were, we were friends, and you bailed on us, but I am not afraid of you. Jay steps in before this all explodes, and then Grace comes in, and her and Stacy take off. So, yeah, this, I like this. It was a nice little precursor to the match that we were about to watch. I thought that was that was nice. A lot of times you don't see that. A lot of times it's it's just other things set up other matches. Uh, so this, I like that. I thought, I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, we had Christian and Emma on the desk for this one, and I gotta say, they had great chemistry. Emma is fantastic. Uh, on the desk, she I I would love to see her on there more. Uh, her and her and Christian had some great back and forth banter, and like I said, wonderful chemistry. So definitely uh, want her back on the desk. Uh, I gotta say, um, one of the things that I thought about while I was watching this match is that it's fascinating to me that both Stacy and Brienne left Jay for Mike. Uh, obviously, it happened at different times. Brienne's not, you know, hanging out with Mike anymore. She's not part of corruption or anything like that. But I just think it's interesting that they both, at different times, left Jay for Kalinowski. I thought that was kind of interesting. 
All right, so out first is Janine the Machine. She's dressed up as a Black Widow, so I thought that was cool. Uh, she 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 likes doing um, Avengers type stuff during the free for all. She did Nick Fury, and here she's doing Black Widow. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then out comes Stacy Howard doing a Greatest Showman entrance uh, out with Ken and Grace Hancock, and we jump into round one, which I gotta say pretty lackluster. Um, they, they both miss their first question right off the bat and only wind up each getting four points total for, you know, uh, each of them. They only get four, four points. Um, so I, I I just, I, I I don't know. I don't know what was happening here. Um, just hitting some holes in their knowledge, I guess. But yeah, four points a piece is, is, that's not, it's not a good round. It, It was pretty rough, you know, right in the middle there. Um, and overall, the whole the whole match, for the most part, uh, is pretty lackluster. Janine does have quite a round two, which we'll get right into now as we enter round two. Um, Stacy uh, is up first, and she defers to Janine, who spins modern classics, but says, nah, she doesn't want that, and re-spins to romantic comedies. This is a bit, if anybody who knows Janine knows that this is one of her big strengths, and she shows how big of a strength that is by just destroying this category, going four for four for eight out of eight points, just nailing it without a problem. Uh, and ending this portion of round two, four to 12. So Stacy's definitely got some catching up to do here. Uh, Stacy spins comedy and decides to stay, which I really think she should have rethought that. Um, she didn't seem quite sure at first, but decided to go with it, and I think I think she should, yeah. After what happened here, she definitely should have um, spun again as she really just blew the round. She misses her first three questions out of four. Um, she just, the first two she just flat out answers, gets them wrong. Doesn't even go to multiple choice. Luckily for her, Janine gets the answers wrong as well, so she doesn't get any steals in those first two questions. Uh, question three, she goes multiple choice, misses, and Janine's able to get a one-point steal there. Um, and then uh, Stacy's able to pick up two points in her final question, ending round uh, two, six to 13 in favor of Janine the Machine. Not a good round for Stacy. This was rough. Uh, I, I don't know what was going on there. Like I said, I really think she should she should have spun away from comedy. Uh, she wasn't stuck with it. She chose to keep it. She could have gone again and, and hopefully gotten something better for herself, but it did not happen that way. So we get into round three, and honestly, it's over almost as quick as it begins. Uh, Stacy misses her uh, two-point and three-point questions, and they, right there, the game is done. Janine wins via TKO. So I'm very, very happy for Janine. Uh, the, the match ends 6-3 to three in favor of Janine. Stacy uh, is, is now 4-4. Four and four, And Janine goes up to 3-3. Three and three. So congrats to Janine on this win. A TKO is big. This was a, this was a big match for her, this grudge match. Uh, and to be able to, t- to knock her out like that. Uh, th- this was big for her. Um, I, I, I hope that she can continue. Yeah, in general, uh, it was a little lackluster. But if you look at it, yeah, she had kind of a, you know, she had a middling first round only getting four points. But then she crushed that second round. 
and she didn't get to uh, to answer anything in round three, so we don't know how it would have gone. Uh, so you know, it was a pretty low scoring match, but you know, I, who knows where it would have gone? She could have possibly gotten another ten points theoretically uh, on top of that. So, plus she managed to get one of the, you know one steal. Granted, it was only one out of three steals, but she did manage to to pick up an extra point there. She she ended up with nine points during round two. So, uh, you know, if she could work on some of those kind of lower tier one point questions from round one, you know, kind of just spruce up that knowledge. I think uh, she she could be a force to reckon with in the Schmodown. Uh, during the interview, the one movie that uh, Stacy complained about during the match was Cool World, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I knew this one right away, which I thought was kind of funny. I was like, they. I think the question was which Ocean's Eleven star also stars in the movie Cool World, Some, something to that effect. And right off the bat, I'm just like Brad Pitt. You could have said, who was the main character, who who played the main character in Cool World? And I would have said, Brad Pitt, because I know that movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. I own it on DVD right now. I've had that movie for a long time. It was one of the first DVDs I ever bought. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Cool World is one that I I remember fondly. Um, It's like like an alternate version of Roger Rabbit, you know? It was... It was the one that I fell in love with for some weird reason. It's probably, if I went back and watched it, it's probably not that good of a movie. I don't know. It's been a very long time since I've watched it. But it's always kind of stuck in my brain like that. So I thought that was kind of funny that that was the one that uh, that, that she complained about. Um, also, seeing a very somber and more serious Jay Washington, it's kind of strange. Uh, like I've seen him be upset before, but this was different. You know, this was him, he's... He wasn't mad. He wasn't. It was just he was. It was almost like a distraught, and he played it very well. Uh, I, I really, I really liked seeing him him do that. Uh, and we actually got an ending scene for this match, and it was Jay talking to uh, Emma about corruption and 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 you know what is she gonna do about them? What's she gonna do about Grace and all this stuff that she that, that she's been doing? Uh, and Emma pretty much says that you know. They haven't actually broken any rules. She hasn't seen them do anything wrong. It kind of almost makes me feel like Emma's kind of heelish. You know, she's almost siding with corruption in a way. I don't know. It's really weird. And I'm not sure if I like it or not. Um, They also talk about getting uh, Janine and Ethan a tag team match, which I'd love to see. So hopefully we'll get to see... Uh, them in some tag team action very soon. So that wraps up the matches for the week. I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed. Uh, coming up for next week's show, we I will be talking about the JTE versus Jonathan Harris stipulation match that I talked about earlier. Like I said, that is up on Patreon right now and will be available uh, to the public on YouTube on Thursday. I'll also be covering... The John Roca versus Ethan Irwin versus William Bibiani triple threat number one contenders match. That will be uh, up on Friday on the Movie Trivia Schmodown YouTube page. So make sure to check those out. And uh, speaking of John Roca, he is the guest on this week's Inside Schmodown, which I'll be talking about uh, next week. Uh, that is up right now. You can go and watch that. 
Uh, also, this coming Saturday is the live stream for the Chicago event from Star Wars Celebration. So make sure that you get your tickets for that and that you check that out. Uh, Alex Damon will defend his Star Wars title against a to-be-determined opponent, uh, which will be the winner of the five-way number one contender match from the day before. Uh, the players in that match include Joseph Scrimshaw, which we've seen before. He's fantastic. Uh, Andrew DiMolanta, Laura from the Force Toast podcast. I could not for the life of me find her last name, so I don't know if it's out there. But So I just, you know, it's Laura from the Force Toast podcast. Uh, Andy Blanchard and Alex's own wife, Molly Damon. Um, I'm kind of I'm rooting for Molly here. Like, I love Joseph, um, and, and he's proven to himself uh, worthy of being in this league and everything. But I kind of really want to see Alex take on his own wife for the title. I think that would be fascinating to see. Um, that match will actually be uh, posted on Collider's YouTube channel. Not on the, the, the Schmodom YouTube channel, but on Collider's uh, YouTube channel uh, next week, Wednesday. So the public will be able to see that. Um, and the Alex Damon match will be posted on Friday, I believe. Um, and then we also will get the Who's the Boss versus the Odd Couple number one contenders teams match uh, during the uh, live event. And that one will hit Patreon on Monday uh, and will be available for all patrons on Tuesday and to the public on Thursday. So next week will be uh, three matches. You'll get the five-way Star Wars number one contenders match on Wednesday for the public. On Thursday for the public, you'll get this Who's the Boss Odd Couple number one contenders teams match. And then on Friday, we'll get the um, the Star Wars title match between Alex Damon and whoever wins that five-way. So I'm really excited for uh, the upcoming uh, a week's worth of stuff. We got this week with some great stuff. We got next week with some great stuff. I am super excited to talk more Schmodown with you guys. Uh, I'm just going to keep this train rolling. So be sure to follow me on social media. You can hit me up on Facebook and YouTube at Merck with a Movie Blog. Uh, and I am on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Blog Merck. Make sure you go over to uh, Twitter and follow me there. I post a lot of stuff over there. And check out the other podcast uh, on the network that uh, I produce. It's After Live. It's the unofficial Collider Live after show. Mike, Sean, and Wade do a fantastic job of uh, hosting that and talking about all the events in the week of Collider Live. It's a fascinating show if you're a fan of Collider Live. Go and check that out. And if you've never checked out Collider Live, do so. It is a great show to watch. And then check out our show, After Live, uh, for, for a bit of a breakdown and, uh, and to get a, you know the, the guy's thoughts on the week in the uh, Collider Live. And uh, as I said during the, uh, the break... Make sure to check out uh, DCComicsNews.com. If you are fans of DC Comics, or DC movies, all that stuff, go over there. It's your one-stop shop for all things DC. We do news, reviews, exclusive interviews, uh, co- convention coverage. We do all kinds of stuff, so make sure you head over there as well. That is on uh, uh, all the social media platforms, at DC Comics News. 
And you can check out, uh, I have a couple of podcasts over there that I produce, the DC Comics News Podcast, and the Spinner Rack, which is the top five DC Comics for the week. So be sure to check that out as well. I, again, am Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been talking Schmodown. <laughs>